Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church. And I'm your host, Jay Ewing, one of the pastors on staff here at Calvary. Today we have a great episode for you. Coming at you the first of the year, we have a new booklist episode. We're going to sit down with Melissa and talk about the golden booklet of the true Christian life by John Calvin. While a guy is window washing. (laughs) We knew it would happen. Exactly. Yeah, we sat here and talked and we said, this guy's going to come wash the windows as soon as we start the podcast. No doubt. No (laughs) doubt. So if you hear a little knocking in the back, we're going live here. Okay, we can't. Just going to roll with it. We're going to roll. Hey, um, we're so glad you're connecting with us. You can always go find information about Calvary Bible Church at calvarybible.com. Click on your campus, find out what's happening in your campus in the new year. A lot of great things. We're in a new series uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks called Beyond Blue. And uh, you want to go and check out the summary for that and get prepared. I'm excited for that. It's yeah. going to be good. Me too. You know, I actually wrote something down last night. Tell me more. Where did I put that? <laughs> I have to find my notes. <laughs> Literally, it's on a dots and doodles. Yes, it is. Kitchen list here. <laughs> you know, when we talk about mental issues, yeah. like depression, despair, anxiety, you know, a lot of times we equate that with moral issues, mm. and they are not. Nope. So... Now, they can result from a moral issue like sin. Right. You know, sin, consequence of sin. Yeah. A discipline of sin. I mean, that's a real real reality, right? Um, but most often, they're just human mental issues. Yeah, for sure. And so, as Christians, we've got to learn how to be human, right? Right. We're, that is part of the Jesus journey here. Yeah, totally. To be fully human. To I know, experience all those emotions. Right. Not just the good ones. Right. And the... Heretics of the faith over the last 2,000 years have tried to persuade us to come outside of the body and become more spiritual. Yeah. And Jesus persuades us to become more in the body. Yeah. More human. Connected. Connected. Yep. That's good. I like Anyways, that. that's a little bonus. Nice. I was thinking about that last preview. night. You know, I was really thinking like a lot of Christians equate this with a moral issue. And, it, and I get it. Yeah. Right. It's complex. We don't understand it. Totally. The human, the brain, the body is a very unique system. Yeah. That God has created. Beautifully designed by God. Yeah. Beautifully, yeah, wonderfully made. Yeah. As the psalmist says. But it's just interesting. Yeah. That we really have a hard time as I guess I would say Western Christians. Would yeah, that be a better I, No, I would agree with that, I think. I think it's uh in our own context. I think a lot of times when I do things like that you know, assign it to being a moral issue, not just with mental health, but also other issues or problems people might be facing. Right. Uh, it's because it makes it easier for me, right? Right. It makes it, it makes it easier for me to think, oh, if I do all the right things, A, B, C, D, E won't ever happen to me. Yeah, that's true. It, it makes you feel like you have some sort of control over the situation that you don't no necessarily doubt. have. If you turn it into a black and white yeah. issue, it, you can control it. Right. That is so true. Yeah. And we've learned in the last two years that Christians, and I'm a pastor here at Calvary, and I've learned that Christians are just as acceptable, susceptible, that's the word. Yes. To mental health issues. For sure. And it's about time we start talking about them. I agree. Yeah. So 
We, I'm excited for Beyond Blue series. Yeah, it would be so good. Sorry I distracted yeah, you. Yeah, that's there. great. No, we're on the book list, and uh, last year we, we wrapped up a lot of great books. What was your favorite book we read? Oh, man, there were I know, I didn't. Ones. I didn't prep you on that question. No, that's okay. Um, I think it was probably This Too Shall Last, the K.J. Ramsey book. That was so good. Yeah. And then close second would be the uh, Gentle and Lowly, yeah. which was our first, wasn't it? What, it was, and I actually told Thomas on the podcast last week that Gentle Lowly was my favorite book. I'm changing my mind. Uh-oh. What because is it? I think it's This Too Shall Last. Is it? Yeah. Number one downloaded the weekly podcast of the nice. year. Nice. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't listened, go listen to it. Yeah. And I consider myself an influencer now because <laughs> I influenced you to change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, we're, we're starting a new year, though, and this is just a podcast to help you uh, get familiar with books you maybe not familiar with. And um, I picked up this book years ago. I love this book. Um, the Golden Booklet of the True Christian Life by John Calvin. Um, that's right, folks. Calvin has a little book out. That's right. <laughs> Mine actually book. says a little book. <laughs> yeah, it says so, it right on the front of it. <laughs> it's so funny. Actually, this is out of the Institutes. It's out of uh, Institute number three, chapters six through 10. They pulled it out in the 1500s. Which I also read the, in preparation for this. <laughs> no, Just kidding. <laughs> I know a few, I only know a few people who've read it. No. The Institutes. I, yeah, this is much more approachable. Yeah, for. less than 100 pages, 100 pages. Um, and they pulled it out of the Institute, so they thought they needed to give some handholds to mm -hmm. just everyday people um, back when Calvin was writing. Yeah, and Super I love that this is going to be our book, our first book of the new year, because I do think, oh, I'm just going to go ahead. You're yeah, going to yeah. ask me later who yeah. I would recommend reading this book. Totally. Let's just jump into it. I'm just going to jump in and yeah, say it totally. now. I'm going to get ahead of you on this one. Great. Uh, because I think it's a great New Year book. I yeah. think it's a great book to come back to at the beginning of every new year and kind of re-ground hmm. yourself in your faith and in your understanding and sort of put your your path going the right direction or yourself on the right path before right. you jump into a new year. So I kind of liked it for that. That's interesting. You know, he, there's a word here that you and I have talked about several times. We've listened to other people talk about this, the rule of life. Mm, Let's just jump yeah. into that. I think in the new year, it's always good to reframe your rule of life. Yes. Which because is very complex. You have one, you whether have you've one. framed it or not. <laughs> That's very true. Whether you've articulated it, whether you've thought about it, you definitely have things and not it's usually not just one thing but things that are driving your life in a certain direction yep and, and they they're in these categories of live work play yep for sure so you are driven by your calendar what are you else you're driven by your phone yep for sure you're driven by your community mm -hmm. other people in your life other people in your life yeah and what you value yeah so we all have a rule of life, but his his stance is like, hey, it's time for Christians to get serious about having a rule of life. Yeah, and to understand that uh, your rule of life is going to be different than my rule totally. of life, and that that's okay. That doesn't mean that mine's better, right? Or yours is better, which is probably the truth of the matter. <laughs> no, but it's not. No. But one's not better than the other. Mm. Um, it just is how you prioritize and yeah, make is. Jesus the center of all those things. And how you, yeah, and how you will frame up each day of the week, how right. you see yourself interacting with the world based upon who God has created you to be. Correct. Yeah, that's great. Great. You know, as you think about John Calvin, and 
you've been a Christian a long time now, Melissa, and what do you know of John Calvin just off the of cuff? What's coming next. What do you know? Like, I actually don't your... know much about John Calvin, that he was a theologian. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, there are some beliefs, Calvinist beliefs, that you automatically associate with him as, yeah. far, as far as predestination and um, things like that. But tell so, me more about him. No, I think, you know, we, we have these figures of church history, right? Yeah. And we just know a little bit about them. And that's fine. That's not a bad thing. Um, yeah, John Calvin was a great thinker. I, by the age of 26, he had written his institutes. Wow. Which is sort of mind-blowing. Who even knows themselves at 26? <laughs> right. Totally. But, um, you know, he was a reformer. He came immediately on the hills of Martin Luther in a sort of a different area of Europe, uh, Geneva and um, some of those areas. And so he's a great thinker. He's really instrumental in a lot of how the church would believe for the next 300 years yeah, and still influential in that. Um, I know most pastors eventually get back to his institutes at least yeah. once in their life. It's and so interesting for me as somebody who has never studied theology right. to come across books like this and see the ways that that seeps into my faith without me even knowing that or very true. attributing it to John Calvin or... Yeah, his theology. He wrote some commentaries that I know pastors still use. Um, So commentaries are sort of uh, technical books written on books of the Bible. Yeah. And um, pastors use them occasionally for deeper study to make sure they're in line with Scripture, what the history of Scripture has said, people have said. Um, But he's one of them. But he wrote this little book, and he it really is. I say this a lot these days. I know you do. But handholds oh, of the I Christian you were life. I say it was your favorite book. No, no. <laughs> I say that too a lot. But handholds of the Christian yes. faith, just yeah. really tangible explanations of certain things of our faith. Yeah. So he talks about five different ones. Yeah. The first chapter, it's five chapters. The okay. first one is a call to Christian living. In the second chapter, he talks about self denial, mm-hmm. our favorite topic always, right? The third chapter is about bearing our cross. Mm -hmm. The fourth is a meditation on future life. And the fifth is how our present life and our comforts can be used for God's glory. Oh, those are really good. Just even those chapter headings. are. I know. I love it. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that we talk a lot about just between us is sort of we have some we bring things to these books sometimes right. based upon our experiences as Christians over a long period of time. For sure. And we came out of the late 90s um, youth group culture. Yes. Which was pure purity. Yep. Self-denial. Yep. Um, and doing really big things for Jesus. Yes. And yeah. that was always hyped. Always hyped. Always hyped around pizza <laughs> and a really cool camp that we're and going to. And some really fun game. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so Kristen actually played this youth group game called Hot Seat. Oh. And the youth minister oh, wired no. up. It was a metal stool. He wired up a way to shock. This does not sound okay. Yeah. This is like and torture. So it was like truth or dare in the Christian, you know, like oh a my youth gosh. group. And like it, you had to answer these questions. If you got them wrong, you get shocked. Oh man, seat. you cannot make this stuff up, people. <laughs> this is really the, the how we were raised. Totally. It was how we were raised. Chris and Lindsay, if you are listening, 
This is not being recommended as a game for youth ministry, WNT or, yeah, or mayhem. No doubt, <laughs> no doubt. But you know that was a culture that we were raised in, um, and it had some trappings. It had yeah. some beautiful things in it, absolutely. Just like every part of church history has yeah. some beautiful things and some traps. But yeah, and when we read chapters like self denial, yes, we you were talking about this sort of like idea of like. Yeah. Decluttering that idea. Yeah. Or even like the one that really stood out to me, and this one was the Burying Our Cross chapter where it talks about, you know, hurts that are in our world and that we have to deal with. And I always have to um, kind of set it aside and have a talk with myself about that line of thinking that that God is causing bad things to happen in our life like we were saying earlier about mental health because of something that I've done so this bad thing is happening in my life because I didn't read my bible this morning you know or something like that like I think that that was a lot of that's just weight that I've had yeah in growing up and in my uh my faith walk over the years. So I always have to kind of pull that apart a little bit. And it's funny because, um, when I first read it, like my guard goes up and Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, this is not right. You know, but if I like break it down and go back to scripture, then I can feel the heart of it and get the understanding of it more than the lens through which I just try to view it with. No doubt. And I grew up in a culture like where I somehow, and really bad theology I had like that Satan was behind every bush mm. for a while tripping me up, yeah. you know, like causing my flat tire or yeah. uh, me to fail at a high school exam or totally. whatever. And I even brought that to the text where he was talking about the evilness of Satan. Mm. And I was like, are you really talking about like Satan behind every bush? Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, never mind. That's just my presuppositions bringing right. into his ideas totally yeah so you know and you know as all christians one of the biggest things you can do is to really think about how you were raised in the faith good and bad yep and how they can influence you how to be aware of them more than anything else just notice them yeah and how to proceed in grace and to declutter maybe a false view of god or his character or his people because of sort of how you were raised. Yeah, absolutely. Because the more we can uh, kind of look at that and figure out what we believe, and we're just fine-tuning it and becoming more and more like Jesus, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so I liked when this series where is page 64 in my book, The Lord <laughs> Planned Our Sorrow, So Let Us Submit to His Will. Mm. I thought that was a really great devotional thought because, you know, does God cause pain and suffering or does he allow it for something greater and yeah. i was i was i've been studying actually romans 5 and it talks about how um pain and suffering actually brings about perseverance and character and then hope mm-hmm. and i i thought that john calvin was just you know um, helping me sort of think through this idea that the lord uses everything in our life yeah the good the bad and the ugly does he cause it or does he allow it to happen is the question, right, of the Christian right. experience Yeah, that we all have to wrestle with. But I think that was a, a really interesting insight and sort of one of my favorite takeaways from the middle of the book. Yeah, I like that too. Um, 
Yeah, and I like, he says here, the cross destroys the false notion of our own strength that mm -hmm. we've dared to entertain. And it destroys that hypocrisy in which we have taken refuge and pleasure. Like, it's so easy to see it as being about us or depending on our own strength. And like we've talked about in previous books, it's like all of those things that happen in our life mm -hmm. just push us back to the cross, just no push doubt. us to Jesus's feet to seek his grace and his mercy and his understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the th themes that is in most of all Christian books in, in the New Testament is this theme of exile. Mm. And, most often, you know, you and I probably don't think we live in exile every day. We don't wake up thinking we're in exile as much as yeah, just because of the blessing of yeah. a democracy and yeah. the United States. and Right, because Erie, Colorado, USA feels pretty good most days. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You can get everything you need. And then you can go to Walgreens and get it if you forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like those pints of ice cream at 8.30 on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he talked about, I love this quote. So it says, if heaven is our fatherland, what is this earth but a place of exile mm. and this life but a journey through a strange land? Yeah. And so often, even in my life, I don't view my day-to-day -day living in a strange land. Yeah. I can I can view that when I read the news cycles, for sure. Yeah, totally. But reality of like, you know, a Saturday, there's no way I think this is a strange land. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to get comfortable in that too, right? And not mm -hmm. think of it as a strange land. And um, there's another book I read recently by John Mark Comer, and he talks about this, like understanding our host culture is the word that he uses around mm -hmm. it. So like what is the world that we're living in and how is it influencing us? Mm -hmm. And then how can we use um, our faith mm -hmm. in Jesus to influence the world around us? Mm -hmm. Like not not necessarily always just bumping heads with it yeah. but in a way where we're taking it um, into a level where people want to are enticed by it, want to come mm. to it, want to understand it more. Um, yeah. Just being transformed by spirit and truth in yeah. Jesus. Right. Totally. That is very true. You know, the one thing we talked about coming out of this book is sort of that idea that you must, one of the process of the Christian life is just beholding mm -hmm. the Lord. And, you know, actually Thomas and I talked about this in last week's podcast too. Um, and what it means to actually sit in God's presence and be transformed by him. Yeah. You know, in that famous verse of second Corinthians three eighteen, and we all with unveiled faces behold the glory of the Lord mm -hmm. are being transformed into the same Im image from one degree of glory to another. Yeah. It's just that John, John Calvin was talking about it in his little book, yeah. you know, this little book. I love when we talk about the image of God. Part of this one that stood out to me was um, in the second chapter when he, when he was talking about self-denial. Um, and he says, the Lord has stamped him with his own mark that is familiar to you. And he's talking about it here in the context of um, caring for people around us. Right. And it's just kind of, reiterating to me that having um wonder mm -hmm. w-o-n-d-e-r for people and their stories is such a motivation mm -hmm. for love and care for them if we can understand them and we do see in everyone that we come across a stamp of the lord like right. we see a little bit of ourselves that we don't know yet mm -hmm. and if we can have the patience to kind of 
dive into that and get to know their story and where they're at. That leads us to such a, a sweet place to offer compassion and mercy instead of coming at it from a, a point of like, well, I have, I have the money to do that, or I have the means to do that, or I have the influence to do that. You know, that's sort well, of the way we often approach no doubt. Um, offering charitable gifts to people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, I was thinking about like one of the most unused or most um, unique skills that we don't think about discipleship is being great listeners. Mm, And that's a, you know, I think if I could teach anyone right now in 2022, 2021, I was as a disciple of Jesus, how to listen. James reminds us to be quick to listen. Yeah. It's a discipleship issue. And so, you know, John Calvin reminds us again that like we we have these encounters with people. How do we respond to them? Right. And one of the easiest things and one of the hardest things at the same time is to listen. Yeah. To really listen. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, as Christians, we feel like we have the truth. We know the truth. Right. We've been transformed by the truth. Right. And sometimes we're so eager and anxious to get that. We're ju- we just want everybody to know Jesus, right. which is not a bad thing. Not a bad you know? thing at all. But um, we were talking about a little before we started this, like how beautiful it is to hear um, how different people came to know Jesus mm-hmm. and how for some it's through just a total transformation of the heart that came out of nowhere and blindsided them. Um, and it's a very emotional transformation. Right. And for some it's like, hard work of digging through scripture and understanding and seeking answers. And it's a um, very mental Mm -hmm. transformation that they have to go through. But how sweet is it that we serve a God who wants to meet us all in our own way. And if we as Christians can just understand that God's doing that work in every single person that we meet and then just ask him how he wants us to come alongside that in their life. It's, it's a total different place than just, you know, Yep. Preaching the word at everyone. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's really good. Also, that's a really great reminder for all of us. So as you think about this book, you said, um, one way to read this yeah, or a way in which to read this. I think it's a a year type, a great sort of new year book. And sometimes, uh, you know, the new year isn't always in January, right? right? Sometimes we find ourselves in new seasons of life and that. And so I think it's a really great Thing to come back to and mm-hmm. read with your spouse or even with your children and kind of a reminder of what our faith is, what we believe and how that plays out in our life. I, you know, I had never thought about this book being sort of a devotional material for like family interactions. Yeah. That'd be really. Yeah. Funny. And it's broken up nicely for that. I mean, yeah. it is really a short book They're and then even short. like inside of each uh, chapter are kind of little sections, you know, where they'll have like a paragraph break. And um, each of those is really, there's a lot to digest, I guess, in each of those. So it would be a good good thing yeah. to read through. Yeah. And as John Calvin reminds us again, it's like the gospel is not a doctrine of tongue, but of life. Yeah. And so whatever this book can do to produce life, right? Mm-hmm. How we can use it. I, You know, I was thinking about, I don't think this would be a great book for a life group in the necessary because you really can't discuss from chapter. Maybe you could. Yeah. But it'd be really difficult. I don't think, I think I like it more of a devotional. Yeah. Like I do too. That's a really good insight. So you would say I influenced you yet again. Totally. Like most 
things in life. <laughs> yes, Melissa, you did influence me in that. But I, I think it's really important for the people of Calvary to pick up this book, to have it on their shelf. Yep. It's a super easy read. Yeah. Um, it's a very quick read. Plus, do you think if you went to somebody's house and saw it on their shelf, you'd be like, whoa. Totally. Or reading Calvin. sitting next to their Bible where they sit in the morning to drink coffee and read the word. Yes. Calvin. And it's, you know, when I picked up this book, I was super surprised by it. Yeah, I was too. So that was the most unique thing is because you have these, yeah, these notions of who John Calvin is. And he surprised me here. Yeah. With his words. It was a really sweet, beautiful little book. Okay, great. Hey, Calvary, we are so glad you're listening into the book list back to the weekly in 2022. We're so thankful for you. If you have any book recommendations, books you would be curious of our take on, you can always write us at theweekly at calvarybible.com. We would love to hear from you. You can always find us out at calvarybible.com slash theweekly as well. We have a landing page. I didn't know if you know that. You can check out all the books we reviewed in 2021 from the book list. Tell us your favorite. Yeah. I would be, that's a really good insight. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite book we've reviewed? Re- re- we've talk. reviewed. Thank you. <laughs> Somehow my tongue got caught. Ta- oh my gosh. I'm going to cut him off now. Yeah. I'm not going to let him talk We're anymore. Out. Calvary, we love you. Thanks for listening. Look forward to seeing you around Calvary. Talk to you soon.